Hey, everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you are doing great. I got a big treat for you. I got Patrick on from Bad Charts, and uh, I want to talk to him about gold, the DXY, where are we going? This video is coming out after the Fed makes its decision, which is going to be too little too late. Patrick, how are you doing? Hi. Hi, uh, Mr. Economic Ninja. It's, I'm so happy to see uh, you progress, man. It's uh, every time we touch base, I, I see how you, you're growing, man, and it's, uh, it's impressive, and I think it's, it's great for the community. Well, thank you so much. I can't get over how fast the channel's growing. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's them, not me. It's uh, all I got to do is show up and hit record and say something stupid. And then they just uh, dive in and, and it's not, it really isn't stupid. I don't want to play us down. I want to uh, lift up my subscribers because they are literally the most amazing people on earth. And we're taking this world back one gold ounce, one silver ounce at a time. We're going to take it back from the people that stole it from us. Right. Man. And it's uh, the charts are showing us that uh, there's a huge transition in progress and uh, people just have to be patient because honestly, you're not, we're not at the end of the, uh, precious metals, uh, bull cycle. We're just, we're just starting it guys. Oh, I completely agree. But in that, with that being said, we are going to see some pain in the near term. I, I talk to people all the time and say, this is akin to what happened in 2008. And people go, no, Ninja, this is going to be so much worse. This is nothing like 2008. And what I'm trying to explain to them is the emotion that goes into people that sell items or buy items. That's that same thing. Do they have fear that the market's going to crash or do they feel good that the market's going to go up so they buy, creating demand? And uh, you had a video, uh, we've been talking about the DXY because everybody always uh, goes, okay, gold's going down today. We're still Silver's going down because the dollar is getting stronger. But I tell people all the time, the dollar is just the best smelling turd in the punch bowl. That's obvious because they're all coming down because everything's getting more exp expensive. Um, but it's heavily weighted to the euro. Isn't that correct? Yeah. It's, it's uh, Look, essentially, you're looking at the euro USD chart. It's 68%. Uh, so guys, the, the DXY, you got to see it as US dollar strength versus other fiat currencies. You got to see it that, like that. It's not the end all be all. Because uh, look, if the DXY was actually moving the price, then all the other charts would just reflect the movement in the DXY. And that's not how, how it works, guys. There's other elements, which we could see through charts that showcase what gold and silver are reacting to way more than just uh, price fluctuations in the DXY. You know, with that being said, I try to explain to people too that, you know, the dollar is not the only game in town and there's other currencies literally collapsing. We've seen that with the Turkish Lira uh, recently and other currencies and countries like what we saw in Venezuela a couple of years ago are people are running to gold, right? And the price in gold can, in those currencies are just spiking. What I'm concerned with is a lot of people go, well, this isn't the time because we're going to see some more weakness in the price of gold relative to dollar terms. But the thing is, is as all these other countries are collapsing before the dollar, right? Best turd in the punch bowls kind of scenario. These countries are starting to soak up gold. We're seeing Russia buying gold even more. China's buying gold more aggressively. You know, people in Venezuela, Turkey, they're buying gold because they're trying to hopefully hold on to their purchase price. Do you think there's a day where these countries might start really sucking up all the physical supply? Well, what the gold chart is telling us in those countries is that the pain is going to them first. So gold in their currency is going up. But that's actually what got me into the gold complex sector was back in 2018 when I saw gold breaking out against even the major currencies versus the Australian dollar in 2018. Gold broke out in 2019 versus the US dollar in June. Yeah. It was breaking out versus gold in the, the yen, in the Canada, these, these G6 countries, gold was showcasing the how those governments have been depreciating the purchasing power of all those countries so yes like my father's lebanese so i know this they have super high inflation over there yeah and uh, what i've seen is for countries outside of the us yes they love gold but they also transact into uh, cash us dollars right yep so for them 
gold, U.S. cash for them is like the, they're almost interchangeable because it's easier right now. They pay cash in Lebanon, but eventually, that when the reserve currency in the U.S. when the U.S. dollar starts depreciating exponentially versus gold, that's when the whole planet. I think they're going to be in. The, whoever's not holding gold will will be in dire trouble. You know, I got an interesting story about Lebanon, um, and people think you know we just think the word the bomb, right? A lot of people have already forgotten, especially like how much pain we felt in two thousand eight. And a lot of people, many money managers now are in their thirties; they never even lived through two thousand eight. They were not investors. And in two thousand eight, I was buying and selling construction equipment like crazy from contractors in America that were losing everything in California, right? So they're selling their equipment. I was my best sales were being shipped to Lebanon. And it's so funny because we think down, we think poorly of these other countries and we're like, oh, it's third world country or they're not as strong as us. But no, they were stronger than us in 2008 to 2012 when they were buying equipment from the Ninja that was buying it from contractors that were going broke in America. And so it's really interesting. The shoe is always on the other foot throughout life. You just need to figure out where that shoe is and (laughs) grab them, you know? So if you don't mind sharing that tweet that you put out about the DXY and the gold price and, and how it correlates to we're at 105 right now and i think you showed me something that we were at 105 a while back weren't we that's right yeah it's it's all cycles travis right and want to position people correctly in in the good cycle and that's why i told people look the the dxy right now is at 105 the last time it was at 105 it was in december 2002 and guys don't remember december 2002 was the unwinding of the dot-com bubble it was the gold to spx ratio or nasdaq ratio was turning in favor of gold so the capital flows People are, were leaving the dot-com, going into uh, gold, silver, miners, all that stuff. But look at the gold price. And this, just to wake up people, the gold price was 350 back then, and silver was 5 bucks. So now, 20, 20 years later, the gold price is 1800 and silver 21 And the DXY is at the same level. So at I 105, the same level. I want people to get that. And this was on purpose. I want people to realize that stop looking at, don't be scared of the boogeyman called the US dollar guys, yeah. because it's not that that's moving gold, silver. It's the inflation adjusted DXY. So when I, I've probably shown this chart, I could probably find it. It's when you adjust for inflation, the DXY, it looks just like the gold chart. Yeah. So it's your purchasing power that gold protects you against and not the DXY. So DXY could be shooting up, but if there's so much more inflation, your purchasing power staying low, then gold and silver will, will, will do fine, guys. So Exactly. And I want to point out too to everybody, in 2002, uh, the Fed was aggressively lowering rates after the dot-com uh, burst. And so what happened is gold and silver actually started to run uh, in the early 2000s. And then it started to taper off around 2000, mid-2006 to 2008 because the stock market started selling off because there were warning signs everywhere that we were going into a banking crash with the mortgage-backed securities. But then again, so you had that run in the early 2000s in gold and silver, but then you had another run right after uh, the uh, uh, Lehman Brothers collapse. And actually, you got a killer chart to talk about that, right, Patrick? Look, a lot of my followers, they they are worried, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's a market liquidity crunch. Uh, it's going to drag down gold and silver. But guys, take a step back, breathe out, and just observe the previous behavior, and you'll see that this is transitory. <laughs> I can't yes. believe I use that word. Nobody's allowed to use transitory anymore. No, you can use it in the right words. We're going to have transitory hyperinflation, and we've already seen it in steel and lumber last year. So, yes, we have transitory hyperinflation, but inflation for the time being is going to get stronger. It's going to get worse. Well, look, guys, this, this, this chart right here is the NASDAQ, right? Here's the dot-com bubble. It popped. It closed below its three-year moving average. 
and gold was still was was getting dra uh, dragged down with it. Not that much. It was already bottoming because gold was already super cheap. It was in the bear market since uh, 1982. It's, it's been hammered down. But look at that. Once about one third, so about a couple of months below when that uh, Nasdaq closed below that three-year moving average. What did gold do? A generational bottom. Here is where the the UK government sold all their gold. That's where Canada sold all their gold. That's when you got the barren Newsweek letter saying gold is dead. It's a paperweight, right? Oh wait, wait, real what? quick. Just like when Nixon took us off the gold window and everybody sort of like said, "Ah, gold's not worth much," right? It, but it did start trickling up, and then it exploded ten years later. And that's always how it's it's going to sneak up on you guys, and yep. you won't you won't understand. And most of the crowd's going to buy much higher. So yep. here's a reset, guys. So here is two thousand eight crisis, same, same type of structure closed below the three year moving average. And after that gold bottom exactly one month after while the NASDAQ was uh, needed four five, six, seven more months of, of pain, like trying to find a bottom gold was already squeezing up, man. It was uh, reacting to the, uh, what I like saying is the next monetary imbalances required to save the NASDAQ. Gold was sniffing that stuff out and just uh, running away with uh, the baton. That was at $700 too. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It, those are the, for those that missed the original breakout, those are the second best opportunities. And right now it's happening all over again, guys. The NASDAQ could potentially close once again below that three-year moving average. And when it does, it's not like uh, March Madness 2020 there where it closed above. We're, we're heading into uh, dot-com bubble territory. We're heading to GFC type territory. So yes, gold could get dragged down, but it will bottom first, way ahead of the tech stocks or all the, the um, those growth stocks. And it will it will catapult up because it's going to start pricing in the Fed, Fed fund rate cuts. And now, you know what's crazy? Oh. Now we have inflation so much more than we didn't have back then. I don't know oh. what's going to happen. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen. Like it, literally uh, a psychic... It's going to be a psychological damaging event in most investors' minds because they're so used to gold doing its thing. Like, oh yeah, we've got inflation; it's going to move up, or or we've got the Fed printing money. Okay, gold's going to move up, but they think on a small chart. They think like 20 percent, right? Possibly. If we look at the last blow off from seven hundred to uh, what was it, eighteen hundred? Actually, I think it it like peaked around nineteen eighty, right? Something like that. On a percentage basis, that's massive. On, in that short amount of time. Now, like you said, we have inflation on top of that. It's going to drive the fear, right? It's like if people could store up gas, would they be doing it right now? Yes. Do they yes. know the price fluctuates? Yes, but they don't care now because now it's in their brain. Oh, crap. This is getting serious. Goldman Sachs and you know JP Morgan saying we're going to see $200 barrel of oil. That means gas is going to be 10 bucks. They would store it up like crazy, yet they don't do it with gold. Yeah, well, they need to store that energy, guys. So they better eventually the the man. You got to have gold, guys. Gold. Look, the way I see it, gold could be five dollars or ten thousand dollars. It's going to serve its purpose. It's going to protect your purchasing power. So great. If gold goes down to five hundred, I'm still happy because I'll I'll be my house is probably going to cost half as much, you know, and I'll be happy. But if you don't own something real, that your purchasing power is just going to evaporate in thin air, guys. And look at like you said, all these other countries. Uh, I have a lot of Turkish followers, a lot of countries that, that love gold and silver. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hogging it. And for generations to come to protect their purchasing power, it's the only yeah. way. It's funny. The only people I know that own gold are successful people. Uh, honestly, that is the truth because they're looking way farther out in the future. And a successful person looks into the future, not at tomorrow. They look at like 
a year from now, two years from now, because they're planners and that's why they're successful. That's why they're wealthy. Um, it's the people that are complaining about the day-to-day -day moves are sitting back. They have no clue, but a wealthy person sees a, a down day on gold. And the problem is like, you're talking about this time is different with inflation. This is also different because of premiums. We have never in 12 years that I've been invested in this market, seen premiums this high and, and delivery of this take this long. So, man, yeah, that's going to be a qu quite a ride, man. I can't believe uh, the premiums didn't cool down during all this period when gold was going sideways for about a year and a half. They, they, they stayed elevated. They stayed elevated pretty well. I mean, they have come off their highs or panic highs, but like, and I, you don't know that I was going to ask you this, but do you have a really good chart? Because everybody asked me about silver and I've got a moderator yeah. uh, that has been kicking butt on our channel. His name's Neil and he loves silver and platinum, which I would wish I would have been into platinum, but let's talk about silver because that's my number one. But the problem is it's so volatile compared to gold. It's like gold on, you know, steroids. Uh, you want to talk about silver right now? Yeah. Okay. So this guys is part two of what moves silver. Okay. So the first part is not the U S dollar. It's the inflation adjusted U S dollar. And I think guys go check out the, the ninjas videos. If I did last time, I might've covered it, but this mm -hmm. is the next one is the capital flows. So capital flows, you could define them by the, the, this chart right here is the S, uh, gold divided by SPX. So if that ratio is breaking up, that means gold is outperforming SPX. And, if and what's SPX? So everyone knows. Uh, SPX is the S&P 500 guys. Perfect. So yeah, so that's the main indies. It's like a benchmark, right? If you can't beat the, the SPX, might as well like put everything in, in, uh, in the SPX and let that thing ride. Yep. But these are important capital flows. So as soon as you see here in 2000, when there was a turn, when gold was starting to outperform SPX, that means the, the billionaires, the hedge fund managers, this is like macro tidal waves. They're starting to realize, oh boy, I got to put more of my portfolio into gold or hard assets than uh, US uh, growth stocks while, they're, while they were plummeting in 2001. And what that means is I overlaid the silver chart and guys wondering what silver's waiting for. Yeah. Well, silver's waiting for the gold to SPX chart to break out. And look how well silver tracks the gold to, to we know gold is much higher, right? It's not down yep. here, but as soon as that line breaks out, and honestly, it's been, it, I call it, it, it's doing a ninja breakout because <laughs> I put a chart out on the weekly. It's almost at, at that breakout line here, guys. And nobody's yeah. talking about this. Just a few other guys are talking about these macro shift about the breakout. And as soon as that breaks out, guys, all hell breaks loose. Money, your, 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 your crappy miners are going to skyrocket, even the ones with no mining permits. Silver is going to go up, platinum, uranium, all that stuff, name it. Yeah. You're tracking the ratio of capital flows, guys. And well, and what I want people to understand, I believe there's going to be short-term weakness in the price of gold simply because the interest rates are moving up and everybody would rather get um, uh, what, what maybe one and a half percent on their money as opposed to the ability to own something that is barely coming out of the ground at this point now, especially with the price of you know energy, right? It's harder for the miners to come out with this metal. Um, but looking at silver, you're making higher lows right here with that price too at the end. Exactly. So right here, you see here, even as the ratio is going down, that means SPX is outperforming gold. Like even every time gold's trying to, silver's not doing lower lows, guys. What's up? That's hidden bullish divergence. Yeah. So it's preparing the catapult. Yes, it could spike down. It, we could get dragged down with all that stuff, but it's going to get bought up. So you might have a wick, like go violently down and I get hate mail, whatever. Yeah. But guys, that's probably the best contrarian entry. So higher lows, uh, even this ratio, guys, look, the ratio here, it's at 47. It was the same level that it was back in the early 2000s. But look where wow. silver was, so much lower. Yeah. It's, your purchasing power is getting eroded. And yeah. this, I completely agree. You, 
you got to hold stuff that's going to, somebody always says it, if you drop it and it hurts your foot, own it. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, what happens? I could drop like a hundred bucks in dollar bills. Doesn't do crap. <laughs> yeah, anything. So it's funny because, um, you know, people ask me all the time. I think that the, the, the entire world changed when everyone shut down, right? The entire world economy changed. That was it. It was a pivotal change. And I honestly believe it's not going to ever be the same again. Uh, and with that being said, there's amazing opportunities because the fluctuations of gold, silver, uh, even crypto, certain cryptocurrencies against fiat currencies are going to explode, but they have these weakness points. And people ask me all the time, how's your silver investment going? And I go, well, since everything closed down, it's up from what, $15 to what, 21, 22. And they're like, yeah, but it's down like 4% today. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How, how's your Robinhood stock going? How's Coinbase stock going? How's, how's Tesla? You know, I mean, there's certain things right now that are taking hits. So how's your 401k? Everything's down, what, 20, 25% right now. Yeah, I totally agree. You can't think like that, guys. You'll, you'll, you'll get destroyed. Stop looking for seeking riches overnight. You, yep. you, the odds are you might get lucky and you, that's the most dangerous thing. You get lucky, you think your narrative is moving the price action, but what's moving the price action is capital flows as defined by those huge ratios. And that drives a price, which drives narratives and feel good stories and stuff like that, guys. So this let's do this. Let's do this. If you want to jump back on to unsharing the screen, because I want to yeah. do a little talk to close this thing out, because I yeah. think that's a great thing. Stop looking at getting uh, rich overnight. Start looking at the bigger picture. Right now, here's the bigger picture. You want to talk premiums, silver. Like I said, gold on steroids, a silver eagle right now is still like 12, 13 bucks over spot. And so I sit back and I go, I know what I could sell mine. I could sell my eagles over spot. And we talk about demand destruction a lot. And I don't think people realize it because the, you know, the cure for higher prices is higher prices. As it gets too expensive, people just simply stop buying it. And then the companies have to lower their price. That's not happening with precious metals right now. Gold premiums are still elevated over what they were before everything closed down. Silver is a 4X on premiums, you know, what they used to be. And that's not letting up. So there's no demand destruction there, obviously. The price destruction is not, the, the high prices are not stopping people from buying more metal. Is that what you're seeing too? Totally. And as long, guys, they, they just keep adding zeros. That's a yeah. recipe, guys. This stuff, it's, it, the precious metals, all that, guys, with these big racial charts, we're going to, we're going to catch them at the good time to buy them low because silver does spike. And honestly, you don't want to buy at the ultimate, ultimate spike, right? Because it's going to take years to recuperate, but the moving average of silver has always been higher. A long-term eight year moving average of silver bottom left of any chart top, right? Don't let those spikes fool you guys. And we're going to, if you get in like on the turn, like I showed you on those charts, like right now accumulating, uh, man, we're, like in 10 years, we're going to be up a thousand percent, man. Like yeah. 200, 200, $220 silver. It's like, like that's almost a low, low ball estimate there for looking. I completely for agree. And you, you, people aren't even usually factoring in the new green initiative. Like you, you talk about, like we saw rhodium explode in price because they needed it to build catalytic converters, right? Or at, mix in with the platinum, palladium and all that stuff. You know, there's more patents uh, tied to silver than any other metal out there in the world. So when you want to go green, well, what are you going to need? You need silver in every single piece of electronics on earth. There's no substitute for that metal. Man, it, it's pretty exciting. Man, for the fundamentals, the stories are great. Yep. From the capital flows, they're just turning in. They haven't, we haven't run for 10 years and turning down like in 2011, 12. They're just turning up, guys. So yeah. 
what's what's all the hang up about? Yeah, <laughs> am I, I can... the only one to see this with you? Like... Yeah, no, I, I a lot of people are, and that's what's great. That's what's yeah. great about having this YouTube channel too, because like I tell people, be prepared, not scared. But like, this isn't a defeatist story. This isn't oh my gosh, we're going to our bunkers. No, this is we're going to go take back our land. We're going to go take that metal, and there will be a day where you do convert it back into real estate, back into stocks. It's just playing those cycles. Be that swing trader. Think positive, not negative. So, Hey, Patrick, in closing, where can people find you? Cause I love your stuff. I mean, I know where to find you, but you could tell them. Yeah, guys, uh, bad charts one on Twitter, uh, YouTube channel. I do it for Kevin Wadsworth. It's uh, North star bad charts on YouTube. And I have a website, uh, northstarbadcharts.com, guys. That is awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I literally, I hit him up like super last minute, man. So thank you so much. The privilege. It's a privilege to be on your show. This thank is you. exciting. Oh, you're so awesome. All right, guys, with that being said, I thank you so much for watching. Check out his work on Twitter and YouTube. With that being said, the Economic Ninja is out. <laughs>